This is Radio Free Cybertron with your host, Brian Kilby, featuring Chris, Don, Rob, Diecast, John, and Melvar. This is Radio Free Cybertron. I'm Brian Kilby. Welcome with me this week. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Chris in his orange shirt. Yes. Uh, a cleanly, recently trimmed up Matt. Hello. How's it going? You look great. I know. <laughs> uh, John Luna. Yo. Rob Clay. Hello. Donald Ferguson. Hello. And Diecast couldn't be here this week, so we'll uh, join him up then. So, okay. So, uh, no, Diecast is here. I'm here. Yeah. With he's... two identical twins, and it feels great. Yeah. Well, this is the big week. Do we just want to talk about it now instead of waiting? I kind of want to make him wait. <laughs> okay. We'll make him wait. Mm hmm. He he will go last in what we got this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. You know, there's really nothing else to talk about though. There's like no other chit chat. I don't have any chit chat. I mean, that's your bad planning. Like, don't make us. I will say, I will say that I last last year I, I was really hoping to get that uh, Guard City or Battle Guy or something, but I ended up spending all my Battle Guy cash, which I didn't have, on my cat. Pets are expensive. Kids are expensive. You know, have your pets sp and children spayed or neutered. <laughs> yeah, you tweet a lot of pictures from the vet. Yeah, I have five pets. I had six. But, uh, uh that's no, let's see here. If you mm. get pet insurance, is that like child, is it per animal? Or per animal. It it's not yeah. blanket. It's not blanket. Yeah, it'd be awesome if it was blanket. So I have, you have like, some of that, right? Yeah, I have like blanket insurance for all the electronics in my house. It's like 20 bucks a month. Hmm. So instead of getting like that, uh, you know, insurance when you buy a piece of electronics, if it's part of a category of like 40 items, I'm covered. So, yay. That's awesome. But you can't do that with pets yet. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, it'd probably be more than $20 a month if you could. Probably. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, cat expensive. But hey, it looks like she's going to live. So that makes Good. me happy. Yeah. I was worried. Poor thing. Mm -hmm. You know. You know, I probably could have just bought her some medicine, bought myself a battle Gaia. <laughs> yeah, I would have done that. Yeah. No, I'm not qualified to make that decision. <laughs> but literally, that's basically what... No, the, it's steroids. They're going to give her steroids. If I had some buddy steroids left over, I could have just tried those and bought myself a battle Gaia instead and called it a day. You're not qualified to make that decision. No, I'm not. So it was like uh, just stuff in the lungs, right? Yeah, stuff in the lungs. It's not even like bacteria. Pneumonia? It's not, no, it's not even bacterial. Oh, oh. Huh, hmm. Yeah, hmm. I didn't know that you could have an infection or you could, you could, your body would respond the way that it is without like a bacterial infection, but it is. That's why the vet makes the big bucks and I don't. I hope, I hope the, considering what the vet has to know to be a vet, I sure hope they make a lot of money. Oh, they do. Good. My uncle is a vet. Good. They deserve it. They are miracle workers. It's yeah. funny because we were actually joking yesterday um, because he works a lot of hours. I said, well, I'll just go in for you and I'll talk to the, I'll talk to the, you know, the patient or the, you know, the patient's uh, owner, find out was what's going cute? on. Was yeah. that, was that, was that the reason? <laughs> no, 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 no. We were just saying, cause he, he works a lot of hours. He didn't want to go in the work the next day. And I was like, 
I love animals. So I was like, oh, I'll do it for you. And I'll just go in, see the patient. I'll go outside. I'll like text you or call you on the phone and say, here's what I got. And then you can tell me what to say. And I'll Dr. just go and say it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that, that'll work out perfect. <laughs> so Dr. Diecast should be the name. Like, it should be like a podcast <laughs> or a YouTube video series. I don't know. Okay. Chit chat over. Let's talk about let's talk about news or something. Don. I mean I mean he's gotta be at least as qualified as Dr. Oz, right? More he's more qualified than Dr. Oz. Uh Don, <laughs> tell us about the news. What are we doing in the news this week? Um do you want me to do it? Lots of things. <laughs> yeah, please do, because I don't I don't have that window open because I am trying to conserve energy. I'm just giving you crap, Don. I love you. Conserve energy based on browser I just, tabs. I just wish yeah, and I'm also trying I'm also trying to keep the hamster at a more relaxed rate so he can relax and not have to run as hard. Our show notes, yeah, the, the hamster's getting older. Our show He's notes trying not to kill it. Our show notes are on a white page. So they they reflect it reflects in Don's screen and blinds us. Or at least his <laughs> camera. So uh so the battle the battle across time collection, uh it, that was something that popped up all of a sudden yesterday on uh, Amazon. It's technically an Amazon exclusive, but they set aside some stuff uh, so uh, on Pulse, did it sell out on Pulse? Um, I checked. It hadn't yesterday afternoon when I checked on it. Uh, yeah. So, but it's uh, Beast Wars Grimlock supposedly, <laughs> and Mirage. Uh, in uh, people seem to be liking the Mir actually the Mirage. I don't think anybody hates it, but some people are like meh, and some people are like yay. I don't see any hate. I think well, I mean, a lot I of think people were like, well, it's not, you know. It's a just a redo. Of, yeah. I want a new Mirage so bad. <laughs> but it, it's it's a redo, but it has Im very importantly eliminated all that very fragile um, transparent plastic that yeah. everyone hated. Yeah, I think it's better in every way. I don't really see anything that's worse about it from the remold. So I, I like that. So there's, there's one like outstanding flaw. So, you know, Mirage, by, like, character model alone, mm -hmm. is supposed to have the rocket launcher on the shoulder, mm -hmm. right? Um, so some of the parts changes they have done have eliminated the possibility of doing that. Makes no sense. Oh, I didn't even realize so that. So this Mirage, it's the same engineering and some of the same parts and part new parts, but it's, like, 60 or 70% new parts. Like, there's a lot that's been changed on this. The only problem is that a lot of the new parts look so similar to the old parts, you wouldn't really be blamed for thinking, like, okay, it's just a minor change between them. Um, it is sold like, out on Pulse, by the way. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, the, the torso is different, parts of the arms are different, and that's kind of where it comes in, where the, the shoulder mounting point for the weapons isn't there anymore. Uh, they've added in swivel joints in a different location for how the transformation now works. And those mushroom pegs for the swivel joints take up the space those five millimeter ports would have been. Hmm. So that's that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Um, like, I suppose it's possible someone could design an adapter to snap on top of those swivel joints, like through the stress relief cutouts or something. But, you know, it's not something that should have to be done after the fact, since it's a basic feature of Mirage's character model. My fix for this is I'm going to get it and not take it out of the box or even look at it. Um, I would really like to have that Mirage, but I do not feel like buying, you know, the other 
$30 figure that goes with it that I don't want to get the Mirage? Yeah, so Beast Wars Grimlock. Now, that's that's an interesting thing all by itself, now, isn't it? So the original Beast Wars Grimlock was uh, part of the second year of regular Beast Wars toys. Um, and, you know, that included several redecos from the first year. So that was a redeco of Dinobot in uh, white and gold and with black spots. And he's supposed to have the spark yeah. of Grimlock, right? Um, maybe something like that. I think the the bio like implies that it's Grimlock. So you need it, Matt. Um, the thing is, though, this Grimlock doesn't look <laughs> anything like that Grimlock. Yeah, it's 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 off. Yeah. yeah, there is no Dalmatian here. Um, no, so there there are black spots on it. They're just in the middle of the um dull dark brown blaze across the back. So now Blade Raider had a good theory about why this deco is so far removed from Beast Wars Grimlock, and I think he might be onto something here. Um, so the Dinobot mold, the original Dinobot mold, got reused several times across different lines called Dinobots. Um, and in one of those cases, it was sold as Grimlock. Um, and the deco pattern on that is not too far off from what this one looks like, except that, of course, it would be in uh, completely different colors. Uh, so Blade Raider's theory on this is that somebody used that as reference, and it got far enough along for that to be locked in, and at the last minute, they realized what had gone wrong and just tried to change the colors to be similar to Beast Wars Grimlock rather than Dinobot's Grimlock. And, like, we've seen... We've seen things like that happen. The 2014 G-Axis toy being orange because of the um, Transformers Universe or Robots in Disguise um, G-Axis, which was a Jetstorm redeco, mm -hmm. which was orange because it wasn't supposed to be the same character. You know, like, we've we've had various instances of bad research into what these previous toys looked like, and I could totally see this being the case, and what we're getting is just basically a hot fix to try to get as much back out of this to what they were expecting it to be versus what someone actually designed it to be. And apparently it doesn't matter because it is the number one bestseller on Amazon's uh, toys and games. So wow. Well, that, too. that happens with yeah. almost every Amazon Transformers exclusive that goes up for, you know, its first week, it becomes the number one bestseller in action figures. Which shows you how popular Transformers are. Surprisingly, yeah that that happens i mean i was looking at the list and it's like this and the the number two is like some sort of fidget push pop Ooh, i need a fidget push fidget pop. toy <laughs> i mean i'll be honest i am more surprised by the mirage that i am than i am the grimlock because dinobot really didn't have that many available recolors you couldn't have got dinobot two out of this at Get all, Fox Kids. Yeah, well, no, Fox no. Kids, Dinobot, Beast Wars, no. Neo, Hardhead. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, I, I forgot about the Neo stuff. You're right. I, I did forget about the Neo stuff. Um, Dinobots, Dinotron, which was the green redeco of Hardhead in the first Dinobots line. Um, Dinobots, Grimlock, which again is what Blade Raider suspects that this deco layout is actually based on, if not the colors themselves. You're right. Um, I, I forgot about the, about the Japanese version of that mold. To be is honest, is there a Blendtron? Um, no, not a Blendtron. Uh, there was a Cyborg Beast Thrustor. Yeah, but that would require a lot of remolding. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, like, doing Hardhead would only require a little bit of remolding. Um, this Grimlock does have a different robot head versus Kingdom Dinobot. It has one based on the original Dinobot toy's head, which I think is kind of neat. But yeah. I also hate the way this looks because of what they did to the deco. You know, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm as happy to get the Mirage, because like as I've said before on both here and Twitter, that Mirage is my is my secret, like the secret mold is for Matt. I will take every one of that mold I can get. And several people on Twitter yesterday joined in a thread and just kept coming up with all of the, the potential remakes we could get to, to fill out those secret ranks, like um, Generation Skid Z and uh, Machine Wars Prowl and Mirage, and the list goes on and on. I just want Diaclone Red Mirage with the toy head that we know exists. Someone also threw out the uh, the G2 concept Mirage colors, the Watermelon Mirage. And That'd be I cool, too. Absolutely buy that. And, uh, and Slapdash from Power Masters come with a, a battle master named Lube. Someone suggested that. I'd take another Fracture. Yes. Yeah, see, the, the, the potential is, is endless for this mold, really. Hmm. <laughs> And it's and it's not an illusion. It's not a mirage. Interesting. Okay. So, what have you been up to, Brian? While we've been talking about this, uh, I've been. What What have you been buying? Yeah, I I bought something pre-show. I've actually been looking in the chat. Uh, there's been some bad news in the chat that I don't want to make public, but I feel sad oh. about it. Hey, but you can join us in the chat and feel sad about things too at tfradio.net/slash/discord. We uh. You know, we that runs twenty four seven, but we also uh, we also uh, talk to our chat during the during the show and sharing good news and sharing bad news and you know just pouring one out for Sean. Okay, uh, yeah, cool. Okay, so let's see here. Um, what? Okay, so the other news item that popped up. Uh, so the Transformers collectible card game is. No more. We knew that. But the license? And I guess, honestly, thinking about it, I honestly forgot, like, the TCG... Was TCG licensed, or was TCG done by Wizards of the Coast? It was done by Wizards of the Coast. Okay, that's what I thought. So now, something... Hasbro is going to be doing something similar, but through a license... It's going to be licensed. They're not actually producing it themselves. Which is weird to me. Yeah, just to uh, just to explain a little further, this is uh, this is a deck building game, which is basically w- deck building games are like collectible card games, except you just get all the cards that are in one box, and you know expansions can happen the same as it's, a CCG, but you're not buying it by the pack. You're bu- you're buying it in like boxes equivalent to a you know roughly equivalent to a full board game. And this is being like done that. by Renegade Games. Studios. I am not plugged in enough to the uh, board game scene to know them, but uh, I don't. I don't know them either. Are yeah. the are these deck building games popular? Because it, it kind of takes the collectability out of the sing the single cards, I guess. So, do think- these do well? Well, there's there it, it's it's an entire subgenre as opposed to like one or two things that happened and then died. So I'm just gonna assume they do okay. I mean, hmm. I I can't I can't really say any better than that because again I just don't have the information. But I, you know, I've seen a few a fair number of these pop up. So I'm I'm assuming that they they do all right. So instead, I, think I have a this, feeling. I think 
this is something too that's gained in popularity a little bit since you know being locked at home a lot because a lot of games in this genre have some kind of a variant rule set where you can play it single player too yeah and yeah so unlike unlike the tcg when you're basically buying like a deck and or packs and stuff you're more or less buying a box here mm-hmm. more, more like a traditional tabletop game like you would buy like the the beginner's box or something like that yeah. and they, they would i guess eventually do expansions to this but those will probably come in a box too am i understanding how that works is yeah, this like pretty, a cards against tough. humanity is that like that's a good that's a good analogy yeah, yeah you, you buy you buy a fairly substantial base set and then smaller expansions come along to help fill out the cards Okay. Um, according to the according to the description in the uh, uh, show notes, uh, the link to Board Game Geek, uh, I think from the way it reads, playable Decepticons are going to be something that's going to be coming in in an expansion. But uh, one thing that may you know may ring more bells for uh, uh, more of us and more of our viewers is that among the people doing the artwork for it is uh, Matt Frank. Yeah, that's cool. Who, ah. Yeah, so who did some really really excellent uh idw comics and uh you know happy to see him doing more transformers work he's mm-hmm. most, mostly known for his work on things like godzilla but the stuff he has done for transformers has been great yeah, yeah i mean yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer for hasbro because if, if they if they weren't making money with uh transformers tcg i know you cringe at not making money because they probably were uh, but maybe they weren't making what they I mean, wanted. They made the decision. No, you, you know, you got a point. They made the decision for a reason. It's yeah. just, it's just weird to me that they would license this uh, this out and compete with themselves, not in the transformer space, but you know, just in the. I mean, they own Wizards of the Coast, so yeah. it's like if you're buying this, it means you're not buying something else that Wizards of the Coast makes. It's just weird to me. Yeah. Well, Brian, it's, it's really akin to them doing. They're doing red, and then they license out for the ultimate side. No, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, no, it's, that's that's a good that's a good analogy, Don. That's a very good analogy. But you're but you're you're automatically making money because you're you're yeah, you you're, don't have to produce or sell. You're just like you, you have no you have no risk here. It's yeah. just it's just money. No risk is a different game. <laughs> Thank you, Don. That, that no, was... I don't think Wizards of the Coast does any uh, deck building games. That so. It's kind of, they're not competing with themselves because it's a different category, I guess. Yeah, if Withers is not in this genre of game, like, it makes sense to license it out to someone who is already in this ecosystem. I mean, I just, I guess I have a hard time separating the two. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, to me, the difference is one's in a box and one's in a pack. Yeah. But I'll well, definitely it's been buy a year. this. It's been a year since the, uh, since the uh, trading card game was, you know, defunct, so... It, I don't think it's I don't quite think Brian's possible. looking at this as com- competition against the TCG. It's just competition against Wizards, which is a Hasbro subsidiary, and you know it could be an internal thing entirely to them. But now it's competing against theoretical Wizards, like product. Magic and Wizards, stuff like that. Yeah, but if Wizards yeah. doesn't have anything in this specific category, then there's not really any uh, overlap or competition. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, can, I can, I know, like you know, tabletop stuff. I, like I can speak to Dungeons and Dragons and things like that. But when it comes to I've never played Magic. I've honestly never played the TCG, even though I've bought a bunch of the cards. So, you know, if I needed the D20, you know, or something like that, any polyhedral dice I'm good with, cards, not so much. (laughs) Mm. Boy, reader suggests bot bots risk. Oh! (laughs) 
And see, now there's a missed opportunity. Like, Hasbro should be designing some kind of board game around bot bots. And you, and yes. you use the bot bots as your Yeah, game no, exactly. That's the that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, design a board game around the toys that are already out there. Uh, and, of course, you know, some unique, like, one or two unique molds and some unique decos for game pieces packed in with the board. But, like, you can use any bot bot you want or own. So, um, Frank is saying Transformers is never a competition of magic. Well, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying gaming competition for gaming is think of it that way, not transformers for magic. But like, I don't know if the competition would really be a thing because like, it's probably not. If if they were unhappy with, you know, the way the, the, the TCC game was, was going like it, it wasn't meeting their expectations, like say magic or something like that. So they decided to, to cancel it. They went with, a different option at lower risk to them. Yeah, that or no the, risk. You know, they have lower expectations. Yeah. And I would say that personally, um, my my opinion is that tabletop gaming as a whole, which is kind of where we're, you know, wandering into with the, these, is just way too big a category for any part of Hasbro to think of one more game in this field being uh, a being competition for them. It's just too huge a thing. So that means that, you know, because it's a licensee, they're getting money out of this without any extra work the way they do with other uh, licensed things. So it's, you know, it's one more Transformers product on the shelves. They get their licensing fee. Somebody else gets to make a game. It, it, it makes sense. Bot, and bots the thing clue. with the T's. Oh, yes. Blade Raider said bot, oh, bots yes. clue. Yes. I like that. Who did it? And it was I, the I'm, toilet paper. The toilet paper with the slice of pizza. Like the, <laughs> the only character, the, the murder weapon, too. Oh, that could be so confusing. I love that. Yes. Um, so, like, the thing that went wrong with the TCG, as I've parsed it, like, or at least a big contributor, is with COVID, a TCG relies on having gatherings of some scale, like even if it's just, you know, little local things at a comic book or collectible store that hosts these kind of events, it relies on having that happen regularly to build the audience and the market. And that's been impossible responsibly over the last year. And like, I think one of the things we heard about with this, or at least like was strongly hinted maybe, uh, was that the market was able not to grow to the point where they needed it to grow to continue that project on. Yeah. So like, like it very well might have been making the target amount of money, but it was not growing. And, you know, with the circumstances being what they were for the foreseeable, it would continue to not be growing because it can't, but like Pokemon apparently still doing really well. And, you know, I'll, I mean, again, putting, taking yeah, resources. Because Pokemon cards are their own kind of, like, sub-phenomenon yeah, thing. Yeah, But I think also maybe, you know, take some resources away from TCG, put them on Pokemon where it's going to make money. Just, and when it boils down to it, like, po just saying Pokemon cards, you know, whenever I'm at the card, uh, looking at cards at, like, Target or Walmart or something, you have mm -hmm. parents and kids all looking at Pokemon cards. Those TCG cards that were there eight months ago, a year ago, are still there. I mean, I don't, I don't play Pokemon, but like I have Pokemon cards. Yeah, so me like, too. you know, Pokemon cards are their own kind of separate thing that is kind of outside of the, the need for oh, my daughter market, loves them. Yeah. market growth and like actual like community competitive play kind of things. Um, a game like what this is going to be is, you know, 
fixed number of players, and basically it's, you know, your board night game, but it's with cards. Yeah. And a rule yeah. set. Yeah. Uh, one thing is that uh, I have a little bit of experience, just a tiny bit from the other side, because many years ago, I was elected to run the Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments where I work on Saturday what? mornings. Why are we just yeah, not learning uh, about this? We, we uh, aren't. I, I, He's told this story many times over the years. I just yeah, don't remember. Yeah, it's just, yeah you probably tuned yeah. it out because it was Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay, let me go buy yeah. something on eBay. I'll be right back. But um, but Chris was exactly right about you needing the the people and the interaction because the, when we were doing the Yu Gi Oh tournaments and where we used to have a snack bar kind of thing, uh, if you didn't have a lot of people there early in the morning, most people just left because there wasn't that the the players weren't getting involved with each other that much. You had the same couple of people and you didn't have the crowd there and they weren't meeting new people and learning new strategies and trading cards and all that. So Chris is right. You have to have that growth and get new people in to keep it growing. Otherwise you like a lot of hobbies, you wind down to a core group of people and you're just sort of, you just stagnant at that level. I keep going I'm in the middle of buying something. Okay, so um, circling back to Newsdesk 142, um, one thing we didn't address in that yet is um, there was a leak a few days ago uh, by In Demand Toys for, it was a retailer solicitation images uh, for a new Takara Tomy project called um, Premium Finish Series. So what we can see of this right now is it seems to be a subline where they are just like drenching toys in paint for maximum show accurateness or movie in this case. So they're um, the old Takara Tomy figures, supposedly. Well, I mean that that's certainly one way to interpret it, although I don't think that's entirely right. Um <laughs> so what we've seen so far is the uh Volkswagen Bumblebee mold from uh Studio Series. Um which like these are low res images so it's hard to get like a ton of detail out of it, but like, it looks like it's just, like, completely covered in dull yellow paint to look like an old, uh, neglected car that's been sitting out in the sun and fading. Um, and there is a Siege Optimus, which is decoed to look as close to what Optimus looked like in the animated series as possible. Um, so, like, there is that, what, like, uh, 3A toy or whatever that was the Optimus based on the CAD files which were used for the CG yeah. and everything. So you had a non-transforming toy that looked exactly like the transforming toy. Well, now the transforming toy looks exactly like the 3A toy. Weird. Yeah, I mean, it, okay, so like it's not the dumbest thing for them to do because like even Netflix did not touch the Siege Optimus mold as Optimus Prime. So there isn't an equivalent of this anywhere else. This is the first transforming Siege Optimus that actually looks like he did in the show. Now, if that actually matters to you is a very different question. Um, now, my because, take, once again, it's Siege Optimus again. Yeah, yeah. My take on this is that we probably shouldn't be celebrating it as a return to like the good old days of Takara alternate decos because I don't think it's going to be. Um, like I don't think we're going to get cleaned up Siege toys out of this if this Optimus is any kind of indication. Hmm. So this um, is like super like premium. May almost. Maybe for, maybe for things that didn't appear in the animated series, they might be a little bit more flexible on if they would choose to do that. So like, I don't think Eight Face was in the animated series so far. So like, you know, maybe they could do a clean Eight Face, but I kind of doubt it. Um, 
this seems like something where probably we'll see a lot of studio series stuff get recycled through in more um yeah premium accurate decos and then you know filter in some generation stuff where they can come up with something that makes uh, enough sense to actually do it now we don't have pricing or release information for these yet because they aren't officially announced um but to me, the fact that there's only two of these in this initial leak makes me think this is not intended to be like a very expansive subline. It's going to be something that's just kind of like uh, happening occasionally and in small quantities, kind of like uh, cloud, except this is probably not going to be uh, retailer exclusive. It's probably going to be uh, at least to Cartomi Mall and probably, you know, anybody that wants to carry it will have it. Uh, but probably this is just going to be an interesting oddity and not. Uh, Takar is back to save the toys, kind of thing. Oh, I was yeah. so scared. I was so scared when we first saw this prime that uh, it and a siege Megatron with fancy paint would end up being that mystery $50 prime in Megatron we found out about last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be fine though, because you wouldn't have to buy either of them. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. I did buy something. I'll have it in about a month. Swell. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think we're done with the news now. Oh, okay. Oh boy, uh, who got something this week? I did. Tell us I about did. it. Diecast, no. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, I actually had this last week, but I kind of forgot about it until the end of last week's show. I got um, Netflix Cheetor from Pulse, and the only reason I got this was so that I could uh, order the SG Megatron and not have to pay a shipping cost. Also, my Walmart has not stocked Wave 3 Netflix Deluxes yet, so like I might as well pick up the one that I kind of wanted because it got the colors more right than the general retail one. Uh, but as you can see, if you're watching the video, I haven't opened it yet, and uh, yeah, I'll get to it someday, maybe. But the interesting important thing that I got uh, is something that I have low-key wanted for quite a while but never kind of got around to when it was originally made available. I got the uh, Unite Warriors EX Grand Scourge. Oh, nice. Wow. That, that goes for quite a chunk of change these days. This one this one did not. So um, it is physically complete. It has its uh, giant sword, and it has the guns, which I have pegged under the backs of the legs, so I don't lose them while I've got this out for show and tell. Um, I didn't get the comic book with it or the remaining sticker sheet. Um, it does have the, the plane and the Decepticon symbol applied already, but, like, I'm fine with it as it is. Um, the comic book would be an interesting oddity, but, like, it's out there scanned, so I'm not, like, missing out. Um, so I actually got this from Brentasaur. Uh, he had a small sale uh, last week, and I was able to uh, get to it in time to pick this up before anybody else could snatch it. Because uh, he had it for quite a good price. Um half or less uh, comparable examples uh, go for on eBay on the rare occasion they turn up. Wow. Um, there's never more than a few of these on eBay at a time. Most of them are boxed and extremely expensive, and the loose ones are also very expensive, and this one was not, and I'm very pleased. Um, now, I, I kind of had my eye on this for a long time, just because, like, as a Nemesis Prime kind of thing, like, it's very atypical. Um, this is the deco on this is based on a okay so superlink energon in the japanese version there was a little uh like candy toy model kit version of energon optimus prime grand convoy 
Um, so, of course, they did an evil redeco of that and called it Grand Scourge. And it had, like, the gold and the teal and the black. So they didn't want to do, like, just the straight-up black and teal deco on it. They wanted to, you know, have a little bit more color information on it. So they added the gold to it. Uh, and this is the first, like, actual transforming toy toy that has uh, referenced that deco. And it's still the only one. So it, it kind of stands out unique among the realm of Nemesis Primes. And... Um, like, okay, so the Combiner Wars Optimus mold, which is that this is a redeco of, obviously, is not like the greatest thing ever, but like this version uh, has the improved or at least corrected um, hip ratchets. So the legs actually sit at the angle they're supposed to naturally. Um, with the Hasbro releases of Optimus and Motormaster, basically the legs can be straight down where the feet were pitched in like this, or it can be out about that far. So this has the, um, click point right naturally in the middle where it's supposed to have been um and like it's it's fine as a standalone toy it's still a bad torso i haven't made this into a combiner yet i'll probably oh, do that I at some point <laughs> i'll probably do that <laughs> at some point but like i'm just like really happy with this as a standalone thing and it comes with a reuse of um the giant beast hunters cleaver sword thing which a version of this also came with the um the SDCC. Combiner Hunters. Combiner mm -hmm. Hunters set, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is the first one I think I have, because I didn't get the Combiner Hunters set, and I don't have the Beast Hunters toy. This, I think that came with the uh, Ridiculously Giant Predaking originally. Yeah, I think so. There there um, were there were like two molds of that sword that were very similar. That looks like that might actually be the other one, the, uh, as opposed to the one that came with the Combiner Hunters version. I may be wrong on that, but that's the... That's the vague memory I have, so. Possibly. Uh, I guess more research is required, but, I mean, in any case, um, I'm really happy to get this. I got a great deal on it. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those like, wish list things I can kind of check off now. I just need to find a similar deal on uh, Unite Warriors, Baldigus, and Megatronia. <laughs> yeah, that'll really Good happen. luck. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, but don't know if I have it or not. Big thanks to Brent for uh, hooking me up with a really good deal on that. I, I didn't um, realize it went for so much. I'm checking eBay right now. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, that, it was okay. So it was an e hobby exclusive in 2015. It might have, it might have been the last e hobby Transformers exclusive, actually. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Because I think after that, it shifted to Takara Tomy Mall for equivalent kind of products. Mm -hmm. I don't think I, so, I think I canceled. My, I I had it pre-ordered. I, I love check checking my history. I had it pre-ordered. I think I canceled the pre-order. Actually, I'm wrong. Um, the the Convo Bat, the um Optimus Primal colored mic oh, yeah. wipe, came out yeah. after that, and that was an e hobby. Also was it? very nice. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, didn't that uh, wasn't that released around the same time as the Magna Convoy? Um, or am I, or am, I am I thinking too far back? Okay, so I think Magna Convoy came out prior later. to that, and did it come out later? I, I thought, think, thought Combo Bat came out later, and it had the sword that went with um, Magna Convoy. Uh, no, I think Magna Convoy came out later and had the uh, tail um, claw weapon that Combo that shield. was missing. Yeah, okay. because I, I have both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but you're you. you do that. <laughs> They're all super nice, too. Yes. Yeah. But Magna Convoy wasn't an e-hobby thing, was it? I thought it was. I'm pretty sure I it was. That, that's why it came with the, the 
part convo bat was yes. missing. Don, was it you that got me my Magna Convoy? Yeah, uh, I've well, I saw one online. I knew you were looking for yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I remember you helped me get one of those. I think yeah, I thought it was that. Yeah, that sounds right. That's cool. Yeah, man, that looks nice too. I hope yeah, I, it really is. I um, hope I didn't I got cancel a, my pre-order. I, th- I hope I have that. I need to go and look. Oh man, which box I behind re- you? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just never liked that mold enough to get that exclusive. It's just, it's, it's so like pretty, I had, though. Yeah, I, I, I've got I a couple of pictures up on uh, at play with photos on Twitter right now. Yeah, that that is the that is the doorway to get molds that you're not like in love with when they come out with exclusive versions or really elaborate well, well, again, decos. You know, G two G two Earth G two Earthrise Megatron was the only way they would get me to buy that Earthrise Megatron mold. It was of course it. the difference there it, is that was thirty dollars and not the like almost a hundred grand Scourge went for new. <laughs> <laughs> it might not have been quite that much, but I mean, you know, as a as a Takara release and an e hobby exclusive, it was certainly mm-hmm. up there. It makes sense; those are worth a lot, though, because you either pre-ordered it and got it, or you didn't. I'm and so was glad. It. I'm so yep. glad I pre-ordered Cloud Rodimus. Yep, same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, Triplet's like, hey, can you get me a Cloud Rodimus for like fifty bucks <laughs> at, at Botcon? At Botcon, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, triplet. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? Nope, that's it. That's that's plenty. <laughs> Donald, do you get anything? Yeah, I don't have much. Um I bought this for a friend. I just wanted to show it off because I did buy it. Uh I have a good friend on Twitter that runs the webcomic between failures. So I was able to find him the uh Stephanie McMahon Evil Lynn. Yeah. The the wrestling the the He Man wrestling thing. So I picked that up for him because he lives in an area that's worse than Matt on trying to find things. So oh. yeah, so that was that. Um, picked up for him. For me, I picked up the uh, Marvel Clap the Iron Man. Found that at Target. Again, just more for the card art. But when they're almost half the price of reaction and they look that good, and it's mm-hmm. classic Iron Man. So I picked that up. And the one of the two things I got, excuse me, Massey, is I went to my local Walmart and they actually got in apparently probably the last case of Walmart Headmasters. And I was able to pick up uh, Weird Wolf and Skull Cruncher. So now I have a complete box set of all the Headmasters and I have a set to open as well with the, with the slight changes. So I was afraid I would not find these last two to have a complete box set of Decepticon Headmasters. Cool. And that's it. I mean, it's been nothing showing up locally other than that. And Don, you didn't get something, but you sold something. Oh, yeah. I sold I sold a few things, and they're on the way to you now, Brian. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to raise money for a uh, a big ticket purchase Can you tell us eBay. what that is? I'd rather... I want to do the grand reveal because I've got a companion piece coming okay. as well. So... I'll probably do that when that piece gets here. I'll reveal it, and then I'll may mention what the other piece is. Okay, cool. So it's it's not that uh, that Galgagar. Oh, no, that's already on order. Uh, I oh, went ahead. Good. And, yeah, I've got that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Show's E Store was doing their double deposit, so it was a deposit of fifteen. So I got thirty. Hmm. Uh, so towards that figure, so I went ahead and did that. They do deposit. Oh, like a deposit for pre order. Yeah, but, th- but on some stuff, they run a double deposit at uh, Shazzy store. So I put down $15 deposit, and then they gave me 30 towards the final. So it's That's like, cool. I mean, on that on that much money, it's not much, but it's 
better than nothing. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, uh, Matt, did you get anything? Uh, no, I got nothing this week. Oh, Rob? Nope. Oh, John, but, please but, save, but, please save us. <laughs> yeah, how can how can we draw diecast suffering like this? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, let's see here. So I, I didn't get anything to open yet. I'll have stuff to talk about next week. Uh, two things. I, I was one of the people. I was one of those people that bought uh, Volcanicus. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I did. I, I, I did sell the original set, though, because obvi- for obvious reasons. And I did that like a long time ago. So anyway, so I'll get him on Friday and then I'll get the um, off topic on also on Friday. I'll get the uh, NECA Ninja Turtles um, diorama, uh, the cartoon style diorama that they did for the uh, cartoon line, which um, reminds me every time this comes up, how much I want official dioramas for Transformers. And, and given like they license everything now, they use all the parts of the Buffalo, all the parts of the licensing <laughs> contract. I, I kind of wonder why we just haven't gotten there yet. Because uh, Transformer dioramas for sure could be a thing. And these days, you're not going to sell 10,000 of them, but you're definitely going to sell enough, probably at a high price point to make it worth your time. Especially if you're like a little boutique toy company that gets that, piece of the license from Hasbro because they don't want to do it. Uh, I mean, well, it's doable. So, Well, John, I've never really been on the whole diorama things, uh, but I know Toy Hacks did a lot of the background, you know, the, from the animated series and stuff. Is that is that what you're talking about, but more detail with, like, actual rocks and, you know, recreating scene? I mean, is that what you're talking about as I far would as like diorama sets? Yes, from somebody's garden, just a bag of official <laughs> rocks. Uh, no, well, I mean... No, like like you want like set pieces. Actually, here's the thing: like a lot of people are doing. Like Dancatron, if you want to recreate, uh, or even just like I mean, I see a lot of cool stuff like that. People are 3D printing now that you can just buy the files for if you want. It's just unofficial. Like we're this close to having um, first party licensed dioramas or weird stuff like the uh, the squid from Transformers the movie or yeah, just like you know random stuff like that. Other companies do some of that or they farm it out. And when you think about it, certainly at least like all the ship decks, like all the decks from the different ships. Um, and we're apparently like rumored to get um, a throne um, and actually like an official like throne as an accessory. I don't know if that's allowed to talk about. Did we talk about that? that that's like hyper leaker spoiler stuff. Wait, I won't yeah, go yeah, any yeah. further. I, I think we mentioned it last week. week. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what but, did we um, mention? Uh, the so in twenty twenty two studio series leader eighty six star screams uh rumored to come with a throne. Yeah, yeah. 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 Coronation so, stuff. So you're kind of breaking the ice there, I guess. I mean it's a chair. So <laughs> it's 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 more than we've got well, in the past. I, you say that and I want the Abraham Lincoln chair now from that one episode. Oh, from a lens to rise. Yeah, yeah there's um, stuff. There's definitely stuff you can make. Anyway, I digress because uh that's what we're trying to do right now. I'm trying to you know, twist the knife die cast. Um, I'm just going to say, like, you know, getting an official, like, you know, purpose-produced Transformers chair for your Starscream <laughs> is great, but I remember the old days where you had to take a Transformer and turn it into a chair for another Transformer to sit yes. in. I'm looking yeah, at man. you, drop shot. Nice. <laughs> okay. Um, there's nothing else, John, that's it? Uh-uh, I'm done. Okay. Uh, okay, me... so we'd like to uh, thank our patrons at the touch tier. It's not die <laughs> I, I, I'm going next. 
that cast is last. Oh, that's right. I got a few things this week. That's so, right. You didn't go yet. So, <laughs> damn it, my joke is ruined. Yeah, I'd had a, I had uh, thoughts lately about how I don't have. I don't even think I have the original uh, Energon RC anymore. I think I sold it years ago. And I always liked that mold. And they're like, when I say so many, what, five or six different variations or different... Uh, yeah, at least. Yes, yeah, yeah, different colors. And honestly, I was uh, just doing some research, and I'd forgotten that some of, like, a couple of them are just super easy to obtain. Uh, like, there are a couple of, uh, around the Transformers, was it the first movie? Yeah, there were Target exclusives. Movie. There's the uh, Alita one. I got that. I bought one of those from Don this week, too. So I, <laughs> he's he's gone. He just stepped away. I don't remember which one I bought from him, but I'll, I'll have multiple. So there's Alita one. Um, the RC. These are all on the card. Um, they just happen to come that way. It was not that expensive. And uh, it was in a th in a th uh, lot of three with hard top. Oh, so I mean that's a decent mold too. Yeah, so I got you're gonna open it. Yeah, I got all I got those. <laughs> so um, there's like what the aerial Paradron medic. Um, yeah, so the uh, the Paradron medic was an exclusive in Japan, so that's gonna be harder. To it's get, one. Probably. There's, there's one of th I think it was a limited edition of three thousand. Uh, probably so. Yeah. Um. And then there was, I think, two in the BotCon 2005 set. Oh, forgot about those. Or as, like, uh, add-on exclusives. One yeah, or the other. crap. <laughs> um, I don't think the BotCon 2005 toys in general go for that much money anymore. Because a lot of them okay. have been supplanted by, honestly, better official things. Um, so, you know, the odd thing here or there, like the Cyberjet redecos, might still go for a little bit more than they should for the toy that they are but like a lot of that stuff that used to be bigger money is not so much anymore yeah but that that tow line ratchet for the longest time was the best ratchet we had yeah. yeah yeah that's i mean that's part of what i had in mind when i was describing the situation like the ratchet and ironhide uh certainly were better than the universe versions in many respects um and it really yeah it wasn't really until siege that we got in a uh, mainline purpose-made Ironhide and Ratchet mold that beat anything else we had. So, Don, what, what I was saying, you'd stepped away. Um, I forgot which one I bought from you, the RC mold. Uh, the the Target uh, recolor of Energon RC, the Alita one. Yeah. So, I, I, I before I bought it, actually, it already had another one. I just wanted, I just wanted another one. So, uh, that one came this week. So, I'm amassing a collection of those. I'm gonna. <laughs> Nice. So that just added to it. Hey, Brian. Yeah. I, I regret to inform you that if you're going to get a 2005 uh, Bacon Flame War. Oh, Flame oh, War. That might be a problem. It's going to cost you at least three bills. Maybe not. What do well, you there's mean? two that sold. Oh, I'm man. De I'm debating on selling mine I'll because I, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm, it's just <laughs> it's radio. It's, I'll it's buy it out from under him. It's rattling out. It's rattling out in the back of my head. Holy so, eBay Live! I don't uh, know. She, I don't, I go, uh, maybe not. That. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Let me know, Don. Uh, when you say maybe not, you might want to reconsider and see how much it sells for before you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, again, it's in the it's in the back of my head since I do have that Galgagar coming up, and I like the Energon RC mold, but I have Flame War from the Prime RC mold. Which yeah, the Beast Hunter is one, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
figure. Which is a very nice looking figure from the from the Pirates versus Knights set. Odd set, but it has that is way more than I want to spend for that mold. And if I was going to go for a representation of Flame War, I don't know why I would necessarily, but I'd probably go for the 2014 version myself. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. I completely forgot about that. But there's the um, the Moonracer Chromia version of that RC mold in the 2005 set, which I don't think goes for much of anything. Okay. Well, uh, it'll be a while. <laughs> okay. Okay, a couple other things. Um, I've been wanting one of these for a while, and I found a really clean one. It, this is from a bounce, I think a mail-in promotion. Uh, there's two different cups. There's an Autobot cup and a Decepticon cup. Oh. So Optimus, Sunstreaker, that's it, and the Transformers logo. It looks like about an eight-ounce cup, something like yeah, that. Probably. So it's meant for a kid. But this one's nice and clean and uh, no yelling or anything like that. So hmm. Very nice. Yeah, I'm really pleased with that. Uh, and this right here, it's not much. It is a uh, G1 Art Fire. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I've been wanting oh. this, Yeah, I've been wanting that for a while. Nice. Yeah. So, the story to go with that. Uh, yeah. So you remember that Happy Mail box I was looking at that was going for absurd amounts of money? I certainly do. Yeah, and I basically had the money set aside to buy it. <laughs> and and since you didn't, since I didn't buy it, since like thirty seconds after being outbid, I had been eyeing that for a while. Mm-hmm. I had been hovering. I'd had my hand hovering around the buy it now button. Um. So a couple things about it. One, obviously, it's it's not in the box. It's loose. But it's a nice shape. It's good and clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the, the parts that come off, though, at least Nightstick is, I believe, in the hands. Uh, no, Nightstick, I, I think Nightstick is painted. Uh, the hands, at least, are definitely um, resin cast. Uh. And, but, you know, it looks so good, I can't really tell. Uh, it's missing the block to put nightstick uh, on in thinking vehicle mode. Oh. But, uh, yeah, he was never reissued, which makes me sad. It'll go nicely with the stepper reissue that came out. Yeah. But, yeah, I've been wanting this, and Artfire 2000 had it. And I was like, I was like, I don't know when I'll have a chance to get that again. The sad thing is, I remember Aaron Archer specifically said that if he had had the opportunity to get the reissue line going again. Um, Artfire was like near the top of the list of stuff he wanted to do in a subsequent wave, which you know, reissues happened again. Just he wasn't there to you know put Artfire on the list this time. Yeah, uh, I'm very pleased with it though. It's nice and white. Uh, some some of the stickers are a little, are a little rough, but it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some chrome wear which I can easily fix. Uh, just as far, though, as uh, things that I want that I didn't expect that I would be able to get, especially with, within a certain price range, uh, that is something I didn't think I would be able to get into within a specific price range. But it was, it was, it was far south of four figures. It was not anywhere near four figures, so, which is what I would have expected to pay for it. So, you know, I was actually having a conversation to draw this out and make diecast wait. I was having a conversation with our buddy on Twitter, the pathologist. About, um, you know, back in the, the 2000s, when I was buying up new stuff and, you know, uh, just spending money on toys that in sort of an aimless, directionless way, 
you know, Japanese stuff was way more reasonable and inexpensive. Like even in the last year, we've seen prices spike. And he has a beautiful uh, collection of uh, Japanese exclusive G1 items. It makes me really wish that I had tried to go for that stuff when it was, you know, a third as expensive as it is now. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never have anywhere near a complete Japanese G1 collection. I'll probably never have. I'll probably never have a Grandis. You know, but um, you know, I, I think part of the part of the fun though is get trying to collect it and and not having it. I think having it is, you know, when the the fun stops. Yeah, the pursuit is always more entertaining than the actual like possession. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy. I've got an art fire. Never thought I really would. Um, I don't anticipate ever finding uh like hands and stuff that aren't resin cast because yeah. You know, the thing is. Like a lot of the stuff, you know, it doesn't necessarily pass through the hands on eBay. So, you know, a lot of these items just aren't on the market because they're in the hands of collectors. And a lot of the stuff pass, passes from collector to collector outside of eBay. So I don't know, like, how easy it is it would be to complete – have, like, a complete Japanese G1 collection if somebody really wanted to do it now, especially within reason financially. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so – Okay, well, let's thank the patrons. Uh, go to tfradio.net slash... Hey, that's my joke! <laughs> I stole it. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Diecast. <laughs> what did you get? I got... Sea spray. Let's hear about that. Yeah, I got sea spray. Fans Toys sea uh, spray. And it's very nice. It's very it is. simple to transform. But it um, looks great. It's so much better than their Spindrift 1.0 model. Don, yeah. why don't you tell us about it? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I have my I have a uh, lap full of Massey right now, so I'm really not. Uh, I have to be on guard for Massey attacks. Um, did get something else before I get into the big thing. Uh, I got Autobot Dino. Ah, so he's. Whoops! There went Make Toys. Um. Oh, Massey attack! Massey attack! <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed he's actually not like <laughs> licensed by Ferrari, but Oh, that was never going to happen. Yeah, I guess that would be pretty expensive. Um so it's not an expense thing. As I understand it, the Ferrari license is exclusively held by someone else and Lego? No, I don't think so. There just is oh. no licensing it to Hasbro. I thought Lego had I thought there was a Lego Ferrari kit. I mean, I'm certainly not going to claim to have an encyclopedic knowledge of Lego because I certainly don't. Um, there, there are Lego Ferrari, yeah, and I know like Mastio, the the diecast car makers. Um, they they have licenses for Ferrari. I don't know why Hasbro wouldn't be able to have a license for Ferrari. It might be just like category differences. Like Lego might fall into a different licensing category than something like a Transformer and a diecast car would. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, but I like I remember that being one of the barriers toward ever having a uh, accurate Dino toy before was that the license was not available to obtain. It wasn't like necessarily that Ferrari would not license it to Hasbro; that Hasbro just could not obtain the license because of other agreements that Ferrari already had. Yep. And then the the, the bigger thing that I got. I got uh well it started with FedEx story because you know Friday what doesn't yeah Friday I it said it was supposed to be delivered and I'm kind of waiting around because we 
went down the shore for the weekend and we're waiting for the package to show up because it said it's supposed to be there before like 1230. So I'm like, it's after 1230 and it's not here. And I'm checking the tracking and I'm like, the last scan was like Chicago. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> that that doesn't sound like it's going to be here today. So so their estimated delivery is it is uh, extremely flawed. Um <clears throat> So I call him up and I say, you know, what's going on? You know, I don't want it delivered Saturday or Sunday. And the, the rep is like, oh, yeah, it could be delivered Saturday, Sunday. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to <laughs> deliver it to the local FedEx place. I gave them both tracking numbers since they each had their own tracking numbers since they were so big. So I get home Sunday and they're still not here, which I assumed with FedEx uh, I call him back up and I'm like, you know what? You can deliver them to my house. I gave them both tracking numbers. I'm like, okay, no problem. So Tuesday, uh, one gets delivered to my house. The other one gets delivered to the FedEx facility, <laughs> which was annoying just because now I got to go pick it up and it's so big. And, uh, you know, I, kind of was like oh fedex messed up you know big surprise and then the fedex assistant jumped in on twitter and said oh send me all the information and basically they it's were useless like, yeah it's useless because they were like oh yeah well once you put uh something uh to go to a fedex facility to be held you can't undo that but and nobody like, did that right well why wouldn't the rep tell me that he said oh yeah we can you know definitely uh you know send it to your house so they not only messed that up they messed up when i first called because they only were sending one package to the fedex facility to be held <laughs> which is why i got one delivered to my it, it was like all sorts of messed up and then because i was checking tracking on my phone i realized they lost my mortal kombat 11 walmart exclusive spawn figure that i ordered because the last scan was like April. And I'm like, um, yeah, that, that, so that figure's lost. And I just, it just said on the delivery, I didn't go into the actual tracking. Uh, I've been seeing it pending, which I thought just meant like Walmart didn't ship it yet. No, they shipped it and FedEx lost it. So well, don't you have any insurance coverage with them since they lost the package? I think the shipper has the insurance, not the person it's being shipped to. Yeah, so, so what would happen is Diecast would go through Walmart to get refunded for the figure he didn't receive, and then Walmart, if they even wanted to bother with it, would bring it up with FedEx to get themselves reimbursed. Yeah, they probably have some sort of... Uh, That's a provision uh, in their contract, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, I f if I remember right, a lot of them handle it's like some sort of... Uh, what's the word I'm trying to... We have a threshold that you're willing to take if of so much loss. Well, I would just call it a margin, but it's probably not the word you're looking for. It works. It's good enough. A tolerance. Tolerance is probably yeah. That's that's probably that would work word, too. Yeah. With within the tolerance of loss, we could say. Yeah. So FedEx really, really messed me up this week. Um, but I got both Unicrons, and I took one out of the box, and it must have got jarred a lot because I couldn't even get it to click back into planet mode. Like, it, there's, there's some panel misalignments. The arms were kind of in a little bit. 
So I just transformed it straight to robot mode, which is like, I got to assume is dealing with like a small toddler when they don't want to be held. <laughs> That's what it felt like. You're like, and it's, and it's fighting you every, every chance it gets. Um, I think I actually hurt my knee trying to transform it. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, Cause I must've been kneeling on the floor and I had the, the Unicron on the, uh, the other unopened box. And I was using that as a platform to transform it. Um, and then of course, one of the, one of the screw hole covers when I was putting them on flew away and I'm trying to find that screw hole cover. Uh, I still have like three or four screw hole covers where I don't know where they go. They don't go on the arms. Uh, Don, did you do your screw hole covers yet? They go on the mandibles. I, I haven't done anything uh, other than assemble it and sit it on planet mode. I am not comfortable transforming. I, I've had them for almost a month now, maybe a little bit more, and I am long, just... You have, you've had longer than I have, and I've had it for over yeah, a month. Yeah, I've... I'm it, it. I'm just. I'm scared. I'll be honest. I am. <laughs> I am very scared to transform my transforming mm -hmm. robot, mm -hmm. and I do not currently have the courage. And it's on the stand, and it's right. I'm looking at it, and he's very impressive. And I will wait until I'm feeling more confident in my abilities. And I think John pointed this out. The shoulders, the way they have to click in and lock everything in, and tab is not a great feeling it's very it scares me to be honest um i mean i think i eventually got it clicked in and it and it's good now but um i wouldn't want to go through many transformations uh with those with those clips they're just not the best mm -hmm. and uh yep. luckily you have a spare yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, one that, guess, that was one of those moments where you have to like you have to like force it. You have to use so much more force than you ever have in your entire life on a transformer, and it like the violent crack when it locks into place mm -hmm. is so terrifying. But you did it right. Like that that it's like a clap of thunder or lightning when it like locks into place, and it's terrifying. It it would scare small children, but it's the sound of you doing it correctly. And it's just such a like mental disconnect because you're like afraid you just shattered him, but no, you just, you just did it right. So and the, good. It does the masterpiece tracks right. experience. Yeah. It doesn't sit right. So it's still got play in the plastic, which I think is one of the things that kind of makes me nervous. And I was actually holding the clip open, trying to force it in because I was afraid if I just forced it in on its own, that clip that holds everything together was just going to break. Um, but the eye gimmick, which I said from the beginning, is the dumbest thing that they did because you can't even see the eyes moving unless you have the face off. And why would you just have the face off to move the eyes? It doesn't... Isn't there another face with the eyes poked out? Yeah, but you still can't even see it that much. It's, <laughs> it's like so minuscule. It's it, it's a wasted feature in the toy. Um, I got to say, I love it. I love the toy overall. I'm, I mean, I'm pointing out flaws, but I absolutely love it. I You can't 
even comprehend how big it is till you get it. Um, because it is so with the with the wings and everything, it is so wide. It's sitting underneath my 65 inch TV and it looks huge under that, which is like it it blows my mind. I, I took a picture in front of my sofa and it takes up more than a seat. So it it's wider than I am. And it's just super it. And I, I've heard like, uh, you know, uh, Unicron.com and other people who had this that were just like, it has a presence and it does. It just has a presence because of the volume of this, this figure. Yep. Like it, it's super impressive and I'm so happy to have it. I, I like my wife's going to kill me if I don't get this thing in the basement, but like. I, I don't even... But it won't fit down the stairs! Yeah, I don't even know where to put it. Um, I still want to hang the one uh, that I'm keeping in planet mode. I, I want to try and hang it from the ceiling. Um, um, Alright. But they, they are just... It's just awesome. <laughs> and then I did order a, uh, a light kit for the head uh, off someone from Etsy. And the switch actually gets contained inside the head and everything. So it's a really, really nice kit to light up the eyes. And I should have that hopefully before next week. Uh, and I'm kind of excited about that. Because I think that's one thing they should have did with this figure. Is if there's, if there's a figure that deserves LEDs to light up the eyes, it's this figure. Because his eyes are always lit up when we saw him in the cartoon. Yeah. I guess by that logic, it shouldn't be the eyes so much, but like the whole ring should be full of little LEDs. That would I got LEDs sense. for that also. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I knew they'd make them. I knew they made them, but that's awesome. These are actually, uh, it's just a LED like wire light uh, kit from Amazon that I got. So um, cool. that's specifically for planet mode um yeah so i got leds for each mode uh to kind of you know enhance it and then i'm waiting for the upgrade kit for the orange mall because there's i'm not taking it apart to paint it so i'm assuming there's going to be an upgrade kit and then for someone to make uh silver teeth because i'm sure that's coming also there, there's got to be some upgrade kits coming for this uh unicron by somebody but I I absolutely love it. I upgrade think. kit for your six hundred dollar made order toy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it shouldn't <laughs> need an upgrade kit, but but it does. I mean, technically, it doesn't. You can put it on the shelf and it'll be just fine. But if you want your perfect Unicron, it does need some modifications. All right, I have a question. Now, uh, several weeks ago. Um, we were taking bets on when Diecast would get his Unicrons. Who had, yes. who had episode 726? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I think I was like 750, something like that. I don't know. I think I was 727. I think somebody got it right, and I, I guessed one more just, just to stretch it out. Hmm. Hmm. But I also would like to point out that um, six weeks ago when it was reported, you know, it would take six weeks to get Unicron, people were like, oh, no, it won't take that long. And... 
took well, six weeks. Uh, yeah, but for most people, it didn't. It was only diecast that it took six weeks for. Actually, I have a uh, another uh, Transformers collector who lives uh, near me, uh, and he ordered two also, and he was complaining on you on. Uh, Facebook, I think, and I said, hey, I ordered two. I talked to Hasbro. They said, you know, the reason that we're delayed is because we ordered two. Um, and as soon as I saw the tracking, I uh, sent him a message on Facebook, and I was like, hey, I just got my tracking, and he got his tracking a little later the same day. So it was definitely, a, you know, if I would ha- have the opportunity to do this again, I would have only ordered one initially and then maybe ordered one. Placed a separate order. End of the campaign. Yeah, because maybe then. And if that didn't work, I I would rather just order one than have to wait as long as I did. Because I really lost some excitement for it. Waiting so long and seeing other people get it. And it's like like getting 2010's toy in... 2012 like i i I remember when when the news broke that you know it was going to take six weeks to get these out diecast was flipping out like that's going to be in may and (laughs) here we are the the very middle of may and diecast just finally got his unicorn i know how you feel though diecast about the getting the 2012 2010 toy in 2012 that's how it feels yeah (laughs) if you're not first you're last Shake but yeah. I mean, you know, what we have to what we have to keep in mind though when we're addressing diecast's pain and suffering over the delay is that we got so much good podcast content out oh, of that, did. and that's that's priceless. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I just want to say I'm happy for diecast. I am happy that you are happy, and it was a happy ending. Uh, I do have one question though, diecast. Will you ever consider buying another Unicron again? So it, when they come out with another third-party Unicron, are you getting For, it, or is this the end of the line? Oh My yeah, Valentine. yeah. No, I'll I'll get it. Haslab Unicron, <laughs> Haslab Unicron V two, Haslab Armada Unicron. I'd buy it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, do, I'm sorry, Don. I do remember thinking when I guess when the original Haslab project came out that it. It didn't seem as big as it was. Like they were, they were comparing it next to Fortress Maximus, and I think if Fortress Maximus was 19 inches tall, this was like 24 inches tall. And I'm He's like, 24 inches tall. Fortress that's Maximus only five inches. inches I'm like, that's not big enough. But then when you get it in hand, your and, and the mass of it, the weight and the 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 width, I would say, you're like. It feels so. It feels like. Three oh wow! Times oh wow! This is twenty-four inches tall. Was well, twenty-nine you, no, inches you, tall? You okay. feel like, hey, this is this is you know basically a toddler is what you're getting. I but you don't have to change the diaper. Yeah, no thanks. You shouldn't have to. Anyway. You're not. You're not. You're not. That didn't work on me. <laughs> well, uh, well, they've said that this will not be. Again, this is what they've said. I don't know if it was John Warden at the time. I can't keep track of who's yeah. in charge, but they said this will not be done again. This was a one and done thing. But I do believe that, you know, Studio Cell will probably do an Energon version to tap into that market that this, for those people that like that. And I, I love the, the Energon version of the Armada one. I never picked one up. I just was happy with the Armada version I had. Um, 
but I do think we'll be seeing the Energon version of the studio sale. But I think this is, like I said, it's a one and done. Enter and and studio studio cell, which we all know is Zeta. Um, Zeta likes to do, you know, clear plastic. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do that in uh, mini minicon Unicron. In, yeah, green. So, although that would be scary because some of the tabs on that are super tight, like a clear. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would be down for that one unless you weren't going to transform it so i can just see so that. just buy two of those as well yeah that makes right. sense yeah totally i mean I, I, I think i have four studio cell unicrons so oh my well, that's God. all that's all right wait till uh masterpiece jetfire comes out and you have to get one for plane mode and one for uh, robot mode and one for gerwalk mode and one to keep in the box and one to resell and one to put in the freezer i was trying to explain <laughs> my wife because you know obviously it's hard to hide two unicrons um so I, I she was like why and i was like well one for one for you know the alternate mode and one for robot mode and i and i said then we started went down the lane of if it's a triple changer some people buy three or if they want to keep one in the box then you got four i'm sure and she I was, was th thrilled with these hypotheticals yeah and mm -hmm. i was explaining all these uh situations to her and she i'm sure surprised. i'm sure you left out the possibility that hey if i sold one it would make all my money back yeah, yeah. We yeah. omitted that that yeah. option. Well, hey, does, anybody, does anybody have her uh, cell phone number? I need to send a text real quick. I, I think she would have sold it herself. <laughs> <laughs> like, and right to eBay and snap. She would have sold like, them both. Is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if we do get if we do get another version of a uh, Jetfire at some point, and they include the uh, Robotech pieces, that's another one you'd have to buy. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, you know. Hasbro's not done getting my money. That's that's for sure. Um, just because they, you know, did one of my holy grail. One of them I already have. Um, and I was telling a pre-show, my, my grandma passed away. And uh, she used to take me to Kitty City all the time. And she used to joke around that the car just knew the way there. Um, but that's where my memory of Fortress Maximus came from that sitting on the shelf in the box and i remember as a little kid always wanting that figure but you know grandma was buying me some of the cheaper stuff not you know a fortress maximus so fortress maximus was one of my holy grails and to get that reissued was like uh, absolutely amazing for me um and then unicron now there's so many things that were a holy grail for me that i have now um that are just like super important on my collection in my collection. Um, and a lot of it brings good memories from, you know, now, you know, my grandma or something like that, that um, it almost re like her passing almost reinforced my collecting uh, or my, you know, decision to collect because it, it's so, it, it really makes me feel good. Uh, I have this really warm feeling right now from from my collection. Cool. Well, I don't think anyone has given you more crap over this than me. So <laughs> just, I, I, I really tried, am happy. I really am happy that you're happy with it. So yeah. <laughs> cool. Hey, anything else I cast? Uh, no, that that's that's it. <laughs> so I have a I, real quick. I have a, a semi real time redaction. 
Uh, so at the beginning of the show, I made a joke about how I would give my cat Tylenol and call it a day. So the pathologist who actually mentioned earlier in the show, uh, funny enough, he is apparently, I guess, watching a lot uh, uh, via tape delay on YouTube and just tweeted at me. He's like, Tylenol is toxic to cats. You know, I was thinking uh, that, but I couldn't remember for sure, so I didn't like, want to say. I was joking, of course. I wouldn't yeah. just give that to my cat, but I appreciate him calling me out on that. And he has been extremely helpful. Oh, my gosh. When Buddy had cancer, he was my go-to for information after the vet. So uh, he helped put things in context. And, and when Max was sick, he's just been super helpful. So, yeah, I really appreciate being called out on that. And I, I should be. So if I say something stupid like that, uh, yeah, yell at me. And I well, will. Well, I try. Yes, thank you. Sure this time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, let's go ahead and thank our patrons, though. Uh, TFRadio.net slash Patreon or Patreon.com slash TFRadio. They both work. Uh, we put out a lot of content for our patrons. I don't always do it when I need to do it. So, like, today there are three podcasts posted. Um, but, uh, yeah, so actually two of them are exclusive to patrons and one was a public podcast. So all our public podcasts get posted to Patreon. So you can really just subscribe in one place. And we also have Patreon exclusive podcasts or pre-show, uh, is a Patreon exclusive podcast. We also do a podcast history on the fives. Uh, we actually have some other podcasts too that we're kind of behind on. So I don't normally mention those, but, um, we have uh, History on the Fives, which is a weekly podcast where we look back 5, 10, 15, 20, so on years ago, uh, what was going on in Transformers history. That's a fun podcast, and we actually have patrons at the touch tier on that. So if you are a patron at our top tier, uh, you are eligible to be on. You can just go to patreon.com slash tfradio and sign up. Not only if you're, if you're a touch patron, not only will you have access to listen to the podcast, you can be on it too. Just uh, let me know and you know that you want to be on and We'll, we'll hook you up. So our patrons at the touch tier that we uh, thank every week. We want to thank Kevin Dorsey, Ryan Bona, Cheesy Patty, Emmett Stresovich, Rabbits, Hector Bones, Jonathan James, Nathan Sampy, Ness, Joey Russell, Jason Hiley, Mike Mallory, Jason W. Rye, Sean Hamilton, Jacob Owen Lucia, Sean Bratton, Spider Bob, Mighty Orbots, Nataku117, and Black and White Now in Color. You can find all these folks. Thank you so much at tfradio.net slash credits. And you can find us at places. Rob Springer's at RoboRobSpringer on Twitter and at ZoneBase.org. You can find us at TF Radio on, on Twitter and TF Podcasts on Instagram, Facebook.com slash TF Radio. I created a TikTok and I haven't posted anything to it. I don't know what you that should- is. Yeah, you need to do some um, stupid viral food life hack things. Yeah. Uh, those are like all the rage right now. Yeah, and, actually, and I do literally mean rage. Yeah. So actually a couple things. Uh, so on um, the Twitch, we are... Twitch. What is, it? is it TF Podcast on Twitch? I, I forget. So. I, I thought it was TF Radio. So TF Radio, okay. So I don't know. By the way, subscribe on Twitch. I guess I don't know. Well, I was going <laughs> to subscribe on Twitch. We have we have subscribers on Twitch, but yeah, you know, we subscribe. basically just re we just basically rebroadcast the podcast there. So I think it's I think it's technically follow on Twitch and subscribe is if you're in the partner program, you can earn money from subscribers. Okay, that's a paid tier on Twitch. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how the Twitch works, but I, I think barely John, do. But yeah, I think John rebroadcasts. I'm setting it up. 
stuff to, to, to Twitch. I'm pretty sure we also yeah. rebroadcast uh, Chris Triplett's stuff. So if you want to see Friday the 13th. Uh, but actually, since I just got this Xbox uh, Series X, I think Uh-oh. I'm going to start streaming crap. You know, I'm just going to use our Twitch. Uh, yeah, you better. Instead of setting up my own Twitch, I'm just going to use ours. So No, you better. And then... Um... Yeah, when I re- auto rebroadcast or auto host stuff, it'll it'll be you playing God knows what. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so um, I've been playing a lot of Tekken Seven lately, and of course that's just an Xbox One game. But uh, Xbox One games run better on the Series X. Everything runs better on the Series X. It's actually yeah, wasn't amazing. that the whole point? Well, I mean, it's supposed to be like in okay. What I really appreciate about this is it makes the Xbox. It, w- it wasn't intended this way from the beginning, and the Xbox One did this, but the Series X makes it even more so. It makes it feel like one continuous platform from the very beginning, which is really cool. But also means I'm playing mostly older games on it. But uh, yeah, I still really I still really dig it. So I'm going to start broadcasting stuff. I just need to set it up. Uh, actually, John, how do, speaking of uh, Twitch and stuff, how do people get uh. a hold of you? Uh, that John D everywhere, including Twitch. Yes, my setup. I continue my setup this weekend. I lined some of my um, office in LED lights, so the full streamer experience is coming to everybody's uh, television sets. So yeah, I lined the um, the back of my arcade one up cabinets uh, in LED. So um, so yeah. So we're gonna turn the lights off. We're gonna fire up the LED lights. Get the glow sticks. The pacifiers. <laughs> We're gonna turn on the dubstep. Go full uh, 2017 on you for sure. At some point. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, let's see here, Don. Actually, we reached on Twitter at HMRC. The number four EVR. Uh, Chris. Uh, you can find my toy photography at playwithphotography.com. Uh, also on social media, on Instagram at playwithphotography or at playwithphotos on Twitter, which, again, I've got um, a couple pictures up of the uh, Unite Warriors EX Grand Scourge uh, that I just got a couple days ago. Very nice pictures. I'm happy with how they turned out, and I, I really like that toy. I like um, that. The, the background looks good. Okay, nice so the background you. is interesting. So, like, I... I've spent a lot of money on, you know, certain aspects of the photography equipment. Like, you know, the lights are expensive. One was a gift from Rob's brother generously. Um, so that, that was a little bit saved there. But, you know, some of the stuff's expensive. The backgrounds are cheap as hell, though. Uh, that is a $10 roll of shelf liner. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I've got I've got several of those in different patterns. Um, so like a lot of the stuff I've been posting recently-ish, the, uh, the concrete background, that's another kind of... Uh, I think it's actually like meant as a um, uh, like a countertop um, countertop replacement thing. Mm. Uh, like if you rent someplace, you don't like the countertops, you can put those on, and when you move out, it peels off easily. Um, so that's a little bit wider and actually better for shooting photos against the um, the the roll of shelf liner in this uh, Grand Scourge photo is only like 17 inches wide, which is just barely wide enough to fill the frame the way I crop photos. But like it's the it's a great cheap way to get patterns like that. Um, getting like uh, pieces of fabric is another option, but that's that can be kind of messy to work with. It's not very robust in a lot of ways. So you know, the shelf liner is kind of a good middle ground that doesn't cost very much. Um, if you like the work I do and 
uh, you know, want to encourage me to do more and maybe, you know, like hear more about shelf liners as uh, photo backgrounds, uh, you can uh, throw some support my way on Patreon at patreon.com slash playwithphotos for as little as $2 per month. I'm personally on Twitter at ChrisRTXV, and I have an Amazon wishlist at tfradio.net slash chrislist, and any purchases made through that not only send something cool and fun my way, but also give back a little bit to the show to keep the operations running. Let's see here. Who else can I pick before die cast? I guess the only person left is Rob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I can be found on Twitter at figure viewers and Rob flails. Rob flails is the official Twitter of flail throughs my uh, YouTube channel. I'm still covering Gundam battle operation two. It's a fun little free to play Gundam game on the PS four and five. And, uh, this week we added the Gaza D, which is slightly less disposable than the Gaza C, which, you know, follows. But uh, if you want to check that out, I've got a video with it up already at youtube.com slash flailthroughs. If you like what I'm doing there, patreon.com slash flailthroughs. And for about the same uh, uh, starting range as uh, Chris's Patreon, you can throw me a couple of bucks, request specific uh, mobile suits, color schemes, things like that. And also there is tfradio.net slash claylist. And everything Chris said about his, uh, his wish list is also true of mine. Cool. Okay. Diecast. Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at Diecast2. You can like my Facebook page at Reviews by Diecast. And you can see my reviews on tfradio.net slash reviews. I also have an Amazon wish list at tfradio.net slash Diecast list. I think I updated some stuff. And I think there's some people in here who put <laughs> some stuff on my list when I wasn't here. Did you take that off? No, no, I, I didn't take anything off. Really? Yeah, you know but, you're just yeah. encouraging him. Let's see what I can add that he will make him take it off. But cool. yeah, that's 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 uh, that's pretty much everything. Cool. Okay. Well, congratulations, Diecast. Thank you. Glad it finally happened. Sorry, yep. you're disappointed. I'm not. <laughs> it only took what four years. Yeah, they tried. They tried to disappoint me as much as they could by changing things and by making me wait. And after all their efforts to disappoint me, I'm still somewhat satisfied. <laughs> that's, that's, Great. That's wonderful. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. <laughs> this has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at TF Radio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash tfradio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you. Jeez, when are these guys ever going to move out of their parents' basements?